Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's an election year, so on top of everything else people are arguing about, many are asking themselves, am I paying too much tax? In the last four years, five chancellors have said they want to cut taxes. In reality, the opposite has happened. Taxes have been rising to near historic highs. But have you ever wondered who is paying the most tax? And whether this year they're paying more or maybe less? You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Luke Jones. Today, The Sunday Times Tax List. Inside the tax bills of the super-rich. My name's Robert Watts. I'm the compiler of The Sunday Times Tax List and The Sunday Times Rich List. What do wealthy people say when you invariably meet them and you introduce yourself with that? <laughs> it's it's a real mix. I mean, some of these people think what we do is incredibly nosy, that it's a gross invasion of their privacy. Mm. Some of them consider being on the Sunday Times rich list or tax list to be a badge of honour, something that they're proud of. It's something they feel shows that they've achieved a lot. And they kind of want that acknowledgement. It's strangely similar to the honours system for these people. And how do you go about compiling the tax list? Let's talk about that because that's what we're discussing today. How do you go about actually finding the information for that? The tax list measures the tax paid by high net worth individuals, business owners, celebrities. And this year we've looked at 100 people and ranked them on their contribution to the public finances. I wish I could say I spend my life sort of jumping from super yacht to super yacht. It it ain't quite like that, I'm afraid. This is a very measured tread through company accounts that pop up, you know, every every few days. Another one will pop up at company's house for me to um, work my way through and trawl through. But there are a lot of people who cooperate with us, both on the the Sunday Times tax list and and the rich list as well. And that cooperation can be extraordinary. I didn't expect that some of the people on this list would send me their tax returns when we started this word six years ago. There's a lot of chat and probably more of it actually before we started putting these lists together that the super rich don't pay any tax. Mm. And some of these people felt pretty sore about that. And so I found they probably actually want to cooperate with us more when it comes to the tax list, in fact, than they do than they do hmm. the rich list, which has been going much, much longer. And when you say tax, 
what do you mean for the purposes of this list? I mean, are you just going by the personal taxes that people pay and that would come up on their on their you know self assessment tax return that they might send to you or not? I mean, what are you including in that? Luke, it's a real it's a real spread to be honest. But the core of it is personal and business taxation. Personal taxation is is very hard to identify. Usually, we find salaries disclosed and to named individuals in in company accounts. And if if we can see that and we we've got a name attached to it, we can be confident. We know this person is resident here for tax purposes. Then we we will count the income tax and employees' national insurance that they pay. And then we also count taxes paid by their businesses. Mm. Um, So if you've got someone who owns all of the business, then we will count all of that business's corporation tax, all of that business's employers' national insurance, and then other taxes that that business might pay as well. Well, and some some companies are going to the nth degree now in terms of disclosing not just the corporation tax, which they have to disclose, not just employers NI, but they also disclose stamp duty, business rates, alcohol duty, gambling duty, things like that. So if I own Luke Jones Limited in its mm-hmm. entirety, and that business is paying corporation tax, it's employing people and paying national insurance on those employees. It owns premises and I've had to pay taxes by those premises. If I have to pay, you know, say I sell booze and there's sort of alcohol duty included in there, all of that gets wrapped up into the fantasy entry for Luke Jones. <laughs> uh, maybe we should have a conversation later. <laughs> um, uh, yes, now we would do. Now, some people challenge us on that and they say, well, hang on, you know, that, that's these businesses, hmm. their businesses rather than their actual tax. Well, yes, but often these people, they're the owners, they have the ability to move that business, if they so wish, offshore to a different country. But these people are choosing to keep keep that operation here, generate jobs. So it has to be the tax paid by the business. And this is arguably, I guess, why the why the tax list is is more interesting than the rich list on on some level, isn't it? Because I could appear on the rich list if I just own a two hundred million pound country estate and just live in it all day. Whereas the tax list actually shows up the people generating wealth year by year, doing something. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. And this boils to the heart of it. And I think why readers are so very interested in it. And they do, we know that they do like comparing who's on the tax list, but very low down on the rich list, who's on the rich list, and yet mysteriously, they think not on the tax list. Mm. Now, there can be, there can be, you know, very plausible reasons why someone will be high up on the rich list, but um, not feature on the tax list. A billionaire say the Hindujas would be a very, very good example, who have lived in the UK for a long time, but their businesses are largely, largely based overseas um, in India and elsewhere in Asia. They've got a lot, you know, a lot of businesses paying a lot of tax, but they're just not paying it here. And that's got us into some quite interesting debates around just scrutinising you know, that claim that we've all heard many times, haven't we, that, that it's in Britain's best interests for us to become this playground for the world's super rich and that these people, when they come here, they bring their wallets and they uh, spend a lot of money and they also, they also set up and create businesses. That's not always the case, to be honest. Mm. Um, there's another aspect which is which is also true. There's you know we can only look at identifiable tax tax that we can see. Now some people, as I mentioned, that they come to us and they 
show us her tax returns and they, they want it to be known that they are paying tax. But some people, we simply cannot be confident that they are paying large amounts of tax. So we leave them out on that mm. on that basis. It's very interesting, all the ins and outs and how you compile it, but shall we cut to the chase? Because people want to know, who is at the top, Robert? Who is at the top of your list? Alex Gerke. Third story, though, is basically about a guy who uses algorithms and, like, one sales guy and one trader to make people money. Right. This is a really fun story. It tracks Alex Gerko. So he founded what's called XTX. They're a market maker out in London, founded in 2015. Revenue quadrupled from 2015 to 2018. This intriguing Russian hmm. for the second year at the top of the taxes, and I've called him a Russian, and he, he may not be very happy about uh, me using that word because he has, in fact, renounced his Russian citizenship. He is no fan of Vladimir Putin. He's He's been an arch critic of the invasion of Ukraine, has, in fact, thrown almost uh, in fact, more than £20 million at um, Ukraine since the invasion. He is a brilliant mathematician who's built this financial trading outfit called XTX. And he has contributed through corporation tax and through a, wait for it, £1.2 billion dividend, one of the biggest payments. That he paid himself? Yeah. So XTX, which Good he owns it. 75%. Yeah, it's not a, not a bad year's work, is it? <laughs> yeah. He owns that we were aware of 75% of XTX and the total payment um, for that year was 1.6 billion. So he's cut 1.2 billion. And yeah, full UK tax on that payment, plus the corporation tax from, from XTX itself. So he's an intriguing figure, has quite a sort of rock star following in the uh, slightly arcane world of algorithmic trading. He was very punchy on Twitter until re- recently deleting his account. Punch in what way? I mean, he's called out, you know, attacked uh, Sergei Lavrov soon after the uh, invasion of Ukraine and said, Nuremberg is waiting for you. He's the Russian foreign minister. Gosh. Remind me, what did his tax bill shake down then to for, for, the, for the last tax year or the tax year of this, of this list? £664.5 million. Pounds we were able to identify, oh, which is the, the highest that we've ever had mm. in our, this is our sixth edition. By no means were we were we certain that he'd be number one because mm. there was a rather extraordinary number two who was very close, um, a reluctant number two. And what a difference between the two of them because Alex Gerko is 44 years old, number two on the list is 93 years old, and yeah, reluctantly on that list. Explain who and why. Born almost half a century apart. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie Eccleston. Mm. What on earth is Bernie Eccleston doing at the top of, near the top of uh, the taxes? Former Formula One boss Bernie Eccleston has pleaded guilty to fraud after failing to declare more than £400 million of overseas assets. All relates to a meeting that he had with HMRC back in 2015 when Eccleston declared that he only had a single trust fund set up to to benefit his daughters and answered a direct no to the question, were there any other trusts either in the UK or overseas? Well, last year he made a settlement to HMRC ahead of court, largely to escape jail. An investigation running back over 18 tax years 
involving a trust where he'd initially said that he he wasn't involved with, but actually had received much of his winnings from decades of earning well in from uh, turning Formula One into a, you know, a box office, big box office um, sport. I had a I had a brief, somewhat surreal conversation with uh, uh, Mr. Eccleston. Oh, he, so he engaged with you then? It was an extraordinary conversation. I mean, I, I those who who've read the court reports surrounding that that case last October remember that one of the reasons his barrister um, suggested he should um, escape prison was that he was rather frail. But he told me that he was um, as fit and fit and well as he'd ever been, and um, rather enjoying being a father to a three and a half year old. So, Mr. Eccleston's suggestion was that. He had made an honest mistake that when he'd been asked by the taxman, are you the beneficiary of any trust? He had said no, because he wasn't, he says, aware that he that, that a, an advisor acting on his behalf had set up a trust. I think it's a it's an argument which not everyone listening to this, to this podcast will necessarily give uh, as much credit as he would like us to. Hmm. And so his total bill then, what? Six hundred and fifty-two point six million pounds that we that we can see that we're confident of, but he was certainly keen to suggest that it was a higher number. So frustratingly, um, there was only so much information that we were able to get out of him about that. And how much of all of that is down to this enormous settlement? I mean, how much of that is is um, normal earnings? All of that was this settlement, and that settlement was not just tax that was. That was a very large fine and then interest stretching back 18 years as well. Yes. Coming up, we have had those bumper bills from Gurko and Eccleston for very different reasons. But why is it the case that the majority of the list this year are paying less tax than last year? And who are the exceptions to that? This weekend, Time subscribers can catch the latest episode of Inside the Newsroom. It's our new behind-the-scenes series on Apple Podcasts. Time subscribers are the only people that can get it on the Stories of Our Times feed. Go to thetimes.co.uk forward slash bonus podcasts to find out how. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
Robert Watts, who compiles the Sunday Times Rich List and the Tax List, which is out now, is taking us through that list. And Robert, I mentioned just before that actually a lot of the people on the list this year are paying less tax than they did last year. To what extent? And why is that? A lot of people will be listening to to, to that and and think, oh, it's because of all these, you know, these, these clever uh, avoidance uh, tax avoidance um, people who are helping these these rich people um, set up structures offshore. To be honest, that's not really the story that we found. We found a lot of these these people's companies were struggling during our sort of time period, which is is twenty two twenty three. Most of the most of these numbers re- relate to that financial year when the economy was well, not exactly going full blast, and so. So profits profits were lower, and, their, and corporation taxes levied on profits, and mm. as a result, lower corporation tax bills. Also, there's an interesting thing about dividends as well, which is that the government raised the amount of tax that is levied on dividends, these payments that, that companies pay shareholders. Now, a few of the experts we spoke to uh, while compiling the tax list took the view that that was probably because that some some people, some businesses owners were paying themselves bumper dividends the year before the tax went up. And then when the year in the year that we were looking at, 22, 23, they paid themselves lower dividends because they'd be charged a higher a higher a higher rate of tax on it, which is quite interesting. So we think there's a bit of bit of bit of that as well. There are a few cases of people, these people moving, setting up new parent companies in the Channel Islands or elsewhere, but that they're pretty few and far between. We're talking about hundred people on the tax list this year, and the vast majority of them, you know, we can see, you know, UK based UK based companies. Interesting, though, that, that even though, as I mentioned, lots of people are paying less tax in this list than the, than the list before, there are two interesting ones actually bucking the trend and, and paying more tax than they were in the past. I imagine you might be talking about uh, Ed Sheeran and J.K. Rowling. Yes, famous high earners. <laughs> um, I mean, Ed Sheeran, he's, uh, he, he is, you know, that tour of his over the last year, the mathematics tour, but the numbers from that were astonishing. Hello, everyone. So I'm happy to be announcing some new dates for the Mathematics Tour for the whole of 2024. We're going to start the year in Asia and then throughout the summer, we're going to be in Europe. So go. I mean, the, the payment we can see from his touring company uh, for the first half of that tour, his personal payment was £62 million. Um, Lovely. There was another £18.5 million from another company that receives his earnings from recording and writing writing music. Gosh, it's really clear then when people say the, the big money to be made in music these days is, is actually in the touring, not in the having people listen to it at home. Gosh, that's a clear illustration of that, isn't it? You're absolutely bang on there. I mean, yeah, it's a money making money making machine largely created by, fueled by that great that great touring schedule. The box office takings per gig were something like 40% higher than they were on the previous tour from sort of 2017, 2019. He's very, very straight and very, very clear and straight in how he reports his finances, which is not true of all musical acts like that at all. Well, he clearly hasn't spent it on clothes. But as you say, he, um, <laughs> but he's he's been quite straightforward with it, as you said, as has, I think, J.K. Rowling, what was, the, what was the final bill for both of those? So we can put them in the context of, of the sort of Eccleston fine and back payments and, and Alex Gurko, he mentioned earlier, he was 600-something million. For Ed Sheeran, 39.6 million. Mm. 
but we can identify for J.K. Rowling, bang on 40 million. And going through this entire list, as you have been doing, what do you, what do you think this tells us about all the, all the different things that have moved in this? I think there are two things that I think are really valuable from it is that this is a time, bear in mind the timing of this, that we are talking about a moment where our public finances are pretty stretched. We're going into an election cycle and we have a, a Chancellor of the Exchequer who's, who's talking in terms of the mood for tax cuts. And yet we're seeing some of the wealthiest people in our country seemingly paying less tax. So I think this does provide food for thought on that. It's quite interesting. If you look at the comments from the people on the tax list, some of them you know, use it in reacting to it. Take, take someone like Sir Tim Martin, the, the Weatherspoons uh, founder. You know, he's very much of a view that this demonstrates actually that the tax burden is too much, mm. that businesses are paying too much tax, that you know, 40% of a pint now goes effectively goes to the exchequer. You know, as we find with the rich list, there will be people who take different things from these lists. And some will look at these people and will think, wow, nine people on this list contributed more than £100 million in a year to the public finances. Wow, these people deserve praise and, and possibly a, a gong for that. And there will be others, people who look at the list, list come from a different perspective and say, okay, that's interesting. But where are all the missing in actions people? You know, where, you know, why aren't a lot of these foreign hedge fund managers here? Why aren't there people from private equity here? Why aren't there, um, you know, more tech billionaires? Because it's your view that the government has said for a while that they, well, successive governments have said that they've tightened up the system, that there are fewer loopholes and, and further gaps for, for people to, to escape paying their full fair share. Having had your head in all of this for so many years, do you think that actually there are still gaping wide loopholes that people make the most of? I do know for a fact that HMRC are busy. I was talking to someone who is called in by the super rich to help with heavy duty tax investigations. When a billionaire is being investigated, they call this guy. And he said for three years, pretty much three years during the pandemic, when there was a lot of working at home, the activity from tax inspectors targeting the super rich had really quietened down. And there was an interesting little wrinkle with this, which was that to investigate one of these people, you need to have access to the files. But if you you couldn't take them out of the department. So if you're working from home, you, you couldn't do your job. But anyway, what this person said, and I've had it corroborated by another uh, of these advisors, is that that has changed in the last six months and that um, HMRC has significantly increased their activity on targeting mm. high net worth individuals in the last six months. It's like they both use the same phrase, actually. It's like they're waking up again. And another, they, they both spoke, re referenced this new facility or newish facility that HMRC has got where people can go online and make disclosures. They also referenced the Pandora Papers and the Panama Papers, these big leaks of mm. um, financial data from tax havens, and that HMRC investigators have been combing through that data and then approaching UK people, uh, UK residents when they pop up. And trying to nudge them, it's called, into a disclosure, sending these nudge letters saying, is there anything you'd like to tell us and mm. have a conversation? So I think, yes, there, there will. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think there is more tax to be collected out there mm. and there's no doubt about it. HMRC seems to be going a little bit harder at uh, these people. 
Fascinating stuff, Robert. Have you filed your tax return? You've got less than a week if you haven't. Are you up or down on last year? <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I know I'm paying more fees to my accountant because I don't trust myself to do it. I'd rather, I'd rather get a pair professional to do it properly and, uh, and she's brilliant. As are you. Thank you for, for being our accountant. I appreciate it. Thanks very much, Luke. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times. With me, Luke Jones, and my guest, Rob Watts from The Sunday Times, the man behind the tax list. We have but scratched the surface of this list. As Robert said, there's a hundred deep pockets he's been rooting through, so go to thetimes.co.uk and fill your boots with the full list and while you're at it you can see the most up-to-date most recent rich list as well the producer today was Priyanka Deladia the executive producer is Kate Ford and sound design was by Mao Lasetto. if you've enjoyed this episode leave us a review a glowing one will help other people find us you can also contact us anytime stories of our times at thetimes.co.uk is how to reach us Thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.